Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink where are all my lady listeners at because i am talking to you is your time of month an easy breezy situation or are you like me and for about a week before your period starts all you want to do is stay in bed and also eat anything and everything or maybe you're experiencing the joys of menopause or that sneaky bee perimenopause well then ladies you've got to try hormone harmony hormone harmony is made by the happy mammoth company which i've been a big fan of for a while now Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called aptogens. Now, here's the beauty about aptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold like hot flashes, night sweats, racing thoughts, low moods, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed with someone. You know what I mean? Yes, Hormone Harmony can help with all those things. And the biggest benefit is feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code CLINK at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use code CLINK for 15% off today. CLINK CLINK ladies. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, White Wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like White Wine, True Crime, and In Bed by Nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are... Housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Good morning. Good morning. We are doing our first video recording, which is so weird. Yeah, Tab just sprung that one on me. (laughs) I mean, I think she said something like, I think it would be kind of cool. And then I show up with no makeup on. But you look cute. The lighting's pretty good. Mm, all right. Okay. This morning, Gretchy brought me a Starbucks again. I did. Because we have to pick up our kids. Cheers. Cheers. Clink, clink. We have to pick up our children from school, so we aren't drinking any alcohol. We're being good This parents. morning, late night sessions are more fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our next session is actually going to be at CrimeCon. So I'm so excited. We'll be probably more than a little tipsy. Let's hope. (laughs) No kids, no husbands. No kids, no husbands. I don't know the last time we did that. Oh, gosh. It's been a while. But we're going to Napa also. Oh, oh, so then the last time we did that was probably that year we went to Palm Springs. Oh, my God. That was like so long ago. I had barely just had Kyla. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so we just got back from the weekend. Gretchen and I was... I went to Havasu. I think everybody saw the post. Did you see that post I posted on our story? I did. It was so cute, right? Somebody guessed it. Two people actually guessed it, but we're going to send our shirt to the first person that guessed that I was at Lake Havasu. For sure. So on my drive, I have to tell you this super scary story. So 
I'm listening to podcast mm-hmm. about a serial killer that drives. Fun. Yeah, they're my favorite. <laughs> and he drives a long haul truck, you know, like a semi truck across the yes, you know, across the country. So he goes and kills a bunch of women. Was it Doctor Now? Yeah, Doctor Now. Oh yeah, I've listened yeah, to yeah, that yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm listening about Dr. No, and I'm, oh, by the way, Sean springs it on me the day before that he's going to New York, meeting me in Lake Havasu, and I'm driving by myself from LA to Lake Havasu with my three kids in the car. And we leave at three. I'm like, okay, we can get there before nighttime. We're good. But I knew the last, like, I don't know, hour or so was going to be night. And that's kind of scary to me. Yeah. So we are... 70 miles away from needles in the middle of BFE. I mean, there's nothing around. Yes. Yeah. You know that. I'm familiar. Yeah. And my car starts flashing that I have a flat tire. Oh God. Oh yes. I freak the fuck out. Like my heart starts pounding. I'm like hyperventilating and my daughter like, just pull over mom. Just pull over. We have a flat tire. Just pull over. Like, oh no, you don't even understand, sweetie. There are murderers out yeah. here. <laughs> like, what's wrong, mom? Just pull over. So I get to the side and I start going really slow, and the car is like, dunk, 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 dunk. I'm like, yeah, fuck. I mean, I start praying to every god in the universe of universes, right? And yeah, I'm calling my husband. Not don't you have those like run flat tires? No, I don't. Oh god. And I'm thinking, what am I going to do? I mean, I'm going to get out the gun and like hold it in the car, shoot somebody that comes and tries to help Call me. Call the AAA. Yeah. You know, we've done that there in the same exact spot. It took three hours. Oh yeah. It takes so, a long time. Yeah. No, I mean, I would have called the AAA and I would have sat there for three hours with my kids in the car, but I would have been like dying the whole time inside. But I don't know. All of my praying worked and all of a sudden the like, the chunk, chunk, chunk went away and the light went away and it was, I was good. That's bananas. It's really bananas. (laughs) It's so bananas that I really think it was was like the grace of God. I don't know. Oh Lord. It, you know, it's something. Yeah. It's it's something. something. It's really, Sean was like, your hands are like brakes were on or something. I'm like, I don't know what was going on, but I made it. And I didn't have to stop. And we even made it home. There was no flat tire. I don't know. Some weird glitch. Well, I had a little car issue this weekend myself, as a matter of fact. You did? Yeah, I did. I hate to admit it. What? It was my fault. No. Oh. I was on my way to Trader Joe's to pick up a couple of groceries and something to contribute to a party I was on my way to. Mm -hmm. And I thought the car ahead of me was going, but they weren't really going. And And you smashed them. (laughs) A little bit. Just like a little love tap. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, how are you doing? Car in front of me. Yeah. And? And was it a woman? I didn't even think that what? I really hit her, to be honest. It's like, you know, when you just take your foot off the brake and then you, you put it right back down and it was like, oh, I mean, did I hit it was a them? It was a, it was a tap. Okay. But then I saw her pull over and I'm like, oh, I guess, I guess it was more of a kiss. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I pulled over too and natural, she was fired up. Oh, you know, I said, God. oh, You're I'm like, sorry. Lady. I was like, did I really hit you? And she was like, uh, you bet you did. You I, was, I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. So then I look and you can see where it could have been, but it looks like something that would be real simple at like a body shop or whatever. And I was like, hey, listen, here's my phone number. I'll just pay for it. You know, like whatever. And she was like, oh no. I'm not having anyone except for a Lexus dealer working on this car and it's going to need a whole new bumper. And I was like, oh Lord. And then I look at her personalized license plate. I'm not going to like say what it is, but it's something to the effect of lawyer woman, (laughs) (laughs) law woman, something like that. I'm like, okay. Okay. You're in for it. Yeah. The lady definitely broke her neck oh, in that car like, accident. Oh, God. So I'm like feeling really down on myself. I go to Trader Joe's and I just like 
unleash on the checker. <laughs> He's like, did. how's your day? I'm like, it's really bad. It's I just hit somebody. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I showed him pictures of the. Oh my god! Was he like his car? Really he was laughing, and he was like, "At least you have some IPA in your cart because I was buying it for my friend's husband for his birthday." You know, <laughs> he was like, "You'll be all right." I'm like, I just came like, home. I know. I feel IEP. like a teenager. Like I'm just like in big oh trouble. You know. Okay. So you know bad. Totally I actually bad. am a horrible driver. It's kind of a miracle are, that it doesn't happen more often. I remember you hit this car going off the freeway to Outback that one time. Yeah, but that yeah. was, and that lady was nice. She was like, it was right after September 11th. And she said, I just feel like being a nice American. So I'm just going to let you go. Oh, that is nice. Yeah. So, I mean, I had a pretty good run yeah. of not rear-ending anybody, but I did actually rear-end like three different people on my way to work when I was working at Outback. Yeah, I know. You're not a good driver. That's why she drove a hunk of junk forever. Well, my friend Penny made me feel a little better because when I showed up at the barbecue for her husband, she was like, um, yeah, you know, it's not really a big deal. It happens to me like all the time, actually. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, one time I was kind of wasted and I hit some old people oh and so God. they couldn't tell and just let insurance handle it. And so then I all of a sudden felt real responsible. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, no, it was nothing like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm actually, like, okay. You're like, I take Uber yeah. after a glass of wine. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. I even have these blow-up car seats that you can fit in your purse. And then you blow them up and they sit right on, you know, they're like um, booster seats. Yeah. So you could take them anywhere. And then you could take your kids in the Uber and you have no problem. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm so excited. Where we just moved is there's a trolley that runs in Dana oh, Point. Oh, awesome. Because we like to have cocktails at the beach yeah. sometimes, but we don't because we have to drive our kids around. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, oh, shoot. So we're just going to take the trolley down there all summer. That's what we're going to be doing. I'm down with it. Oh, you know what I was just thinking? This case I'm doing, maybe you hit the lady that I'm talking about. She oh, was a lawyer Lord. woman. Yeah. Yeah. What's she about like five foot two? I don't know. Blonde? Brown hair. No, not her. In a in a chomp. She wore one of those chomps. What's a chomp? You know, the thing you like twist your hair in and then you you clamp it. She had some barrettes in her hair too. Oh. Like sparkly ones. <laughs> flare. She had a hair flare. Oh, hair flare. <laughs> wow. Okay, no. This, well, I don't know what this woman looks like now because she changed her name and I don't think she's a lawyer anymore. Okay. But anyways, it comes out right out of your hood. Irvine. Were you in Irvine? No, I wasn't. But Irvine is my hood. Yeah, it is your hood. So this week I'm telling you about a tiger mommy where her claws came out after a PTA president. Ooh. Yeah. It's like carpool gone wrong. Interesting. Yeah. Really? Okay. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. Okay, let's tell me about it. All right. So I am going to tell you about the incident first. Okay. And we're going to get into more. So the incident happened when this woman, Jill Easter, came to pick up her little boy who was in the after-school enrichment of tennis. You guys have those after-school enrichments? Mm, I think so. You know, it's like an hour after school. If you need your kid to stay longer, they can do art or cooking, tennis. Yeah. This little boy in particular was taking a tennis class. And Jill comes to pick up her son and he's not there. Mm -hmm. Which to me, I'd be freaking out. Right. Right. I mean, I went, I actually, one of my sons was taking after school enrichment and I forgotten. And so I showed up and he wasn't there either. And I started like panicking in my insides. And the teacher was like, oh, you know, Colton's at basketball. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, forgot. <laughs> Come back <laughs> <in> an hour. <laughs> Can't keep it straight, man. So anyways, Jill was on top of it. And at after school enrichment, uh, you know, well, her kid was supposed to be there and he wasn't there. So Kelly Peters, the volunteer woman that basically puts together the whole after-school enrichment program and then goes and gets the kids and brings them to their parents outside at carpool. Jill goes to Kelly and says, hey, 
what happened? Where's my kid? And at the same time, the tennis instructor starts walking up her little son. To me, doesn't sound like a big deal, right? No. Kelly says, oh, you know what? He just was a little slow. We must have left without him after she's trying to get, you know, 20 or so kids riled up with their backpacks and up to the carpool line. And she's like, no big deal. You know, here he is. The tennis instructor brings him up. And Jill's a little irritated, but at this point, she walks off with her son and it, and it seems pretty fine until maybe a couple minutes later, she comes back into the office, Jill, and she is P.O.'d. Oi. And she asks for Kelly again. Kelly comes out and they walk outside and Jill rips her a new one, basically starts saying that Kelly is unfit to be a volunteer at the school and that the tennis instructor had molested her six-year-old son in the- Wait, what? Yeah. And Kelly's like, I assure you that did not happen. He was just out there for a couple minutes and the tennis instructor got finished cleaning up and saw him and brought him up. Like, I promise you that he did not have anything happen to him in that you know, six minutes that he was here from here. Well, Jill is on fire and she walks off. And before she walks off, she says to Kelly, I will get you. Kelly walks back into the office and immediately starts bawling. She can't believe that this woman basically chewed her out and thinks that the tennis instructor did something horrible to the other little boy and calls her director right away. The director says, you know what, we need to file a report on this incident. And they're worried, but they're not worried for Kelly. They're worried for the tennis instructor. They think that this woman is going to go after him for like sexual assault. Yeah. I mean, what was her basis? Do you know, like at the time, why she would jump to that conclusion? She said that her son was bawling when she he saw his mom. And... Maybe he was a little scared that all of his friends went out and he is six years old and he was left behind. And I think also kids feed off of their parents' energy. So totally, the mom is freaking out. And yeah, like he knows he's in a situation he's not supposed to be in Mm -hmm. and it's going to cause his mom to freak out. And so he's just going to freak out, freak out. Right. Yeah, because his mom's a sounds like a whack job. Well, it gets better. Oi. So she files a report. They're worried about this. Kelly is, you know, she, she's distraught, but she's ready to move on. You know, she knows that she didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Know. So the very next day, Jill shows up to the school to pass out flyers to say that. Kelly should be fired. Fired from volunteering? Yes. Yeah. Kelly is volunteer at the school for the after school programs. Let me tell you what else Kelly does really quick. Okay. Kelly, her name is Kelly Peters. She's also at this time the PTA secretary. And she's at the school all the time. So she has a, you hear Foxy there? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Foxy needs some love. Kelly is has one child and she's a stay-at-home mom and she loves working at the school. She loves doing everything for the school. I mean, God love a Kelly. Oh my. Yeah. I don't know how those women like even get it together. No, me neither. Volunteering one day a week is bananas to me. I volunteer two days a week. You are super mom (laughs) for sure. (laughs) I am, but I don't volunteer every day and the, the secretary, this is. Oh, and that's the shit work. Getting the kids in and out of the cars, like standing in the parking lot and crap and reprimanding the kids, the the parents like me that park in the red. Oh, I know. Those moms are always like, they're always like motioning to me. I'm like, listen, my kids are a little slow. One of them doesn't get it that he's got to put on his shoes before we get to carpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, we can live without those moms, though. No, we can't. No. So Kelly is amazing. And let me also tell you one more thing about Kelly that may have something to do with 
the way that Jill treats her, but may not. And I have to tell everybody about Orange County really quick side note, and Gretchen can contest to this. This is happening in Irvine, California, which is considered one of the safest places in the United States to live. Mm -hmm. All the houses are very put together. The yards are nice. They almost look identical to each other, I guess you would say. Yeah. Those beautiful track homes. Mm -hmm. And then there's townhouses. And Gretchen used to live in a real wisteria lane type of ish community mm-hmm. ladera ranch and kelly lives in an apartment mm-hmm. which the apartments there are luxury living oh yeah yeah you know yeah. you have the hotel or it looks like a hotel pool with the bar there and the, yeah <laughs> that's like everything you need so even though kelly was living in an apartment i don't think that you know, I think that they were maybe saving for a house or whatever, but it doesn't really matter to me. But Jill, on the other hand, this other woman, she was a lawyer turned into stay-at-home mom with three kids. She was married to an attorney also, and they lived in a very beautiful house that looked just like a Wisteria Lane house. Yeah. So you can kind of see judgment sometimes with these petty women. Yes. 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 Sure I you- think, yeah, I can verify they're those North Orange County. I live in South Orange County. We're a little more laid back where I live, but yeah. those they're definitely they're judgy. They're judgy. We Super. still love you. We still love you and there's but you know, there's a there's a certain kind of like keeping up with the Joneses vibe in the OC. Oh yeah, for that, sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm it might be everywhere, but we've definitely got it there. Listen, and it you can't everywhere. You can't fall into that trap. Yeah. So the next day Jill, Miss Lawyer Lady. See, that's what I'm saying. It might be the lady you hit. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> lawyer Lady. Well, then I don't feel bad. <laughs> right? So Jill is passing out flyers to anybody that will take one to basically say that Kelly needs to be out. And the principal oh, gets involved and goes out, tries to stop Jill from doing this and the Jill like brings up her first amendment rights with the the principal. So then Jill calls the, anybody that will listen to her. She calls the school board. She, she is on a mission to get Kelly out. Right. And let me tell you something real quick. I want to read you this letter that she wrote two it's an open letter okay okay so it was like published in the paper isn't that what that means an open letter to heather phillips okay i don't know it's february 24th 2010 dear miss phillips i am writing this letter in regards to our phone conversation yesterday february 23rd 2010 at 3 45 p.m please note that i wish to communicate solely in writing from now on When we discussed the incident that involved Kelly Peters, as we discussed yesterday, my husband and I have requested that Kelly Peters be barred from her volunteer position at the school. My husband and I feel that any reasonable caregiver would take this minimum step to give, given that we understand Kelly has openly admitted to following the established facts. One, Kelly has not been following the ACEs written policy that parents must sign their children in and out of classes. Two, Kelly has not been following ACE's written policy that children be released through the main entrance of the school only. Three, Kelly admits that she has been letting children go with adults who appear in the back of the school grounds without regard to protocol safety. Da, 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 da. Like all these lists of things. That... Shh. This was a public school. Yeah. Public school. And ACE said lawyer, that... lawyer lady needs to send her kid to a private school, I feel like. Yeah, she does. Yeah. So it goes on and on. And she brings, I mean, this letter is so long. It's ridiculous. (laughs) She says, given that Kelly defended her actions to be to me by criticizing her son, his name is Luke, by being slow to his face is clear that Kelly feels that her actions were entirely justified. So she thinks that because Kelly said her son was slow. She takes that as mentally slow, not slow as in getting his backpack together. 
slow. Oh, geez. Yeah. So she's really taking offense to this. And she's going, I mean, she's she's going at it. Anyhow, she does all these things to really try to get Kelly out of there. But the school needs her. She goes all the way to filing a lawsuit against the school and Kelly. Kelly is like, I'm not getting an attorney. This is bananas. So the school gets an attorney for both of them. Good. Yeah, which I think is good too. So um, nothing really comes of it. I think the judge sees it and it's like, you know, there's not really, there's not really a case to stand on here. This is like, this is maybe crazy. So then she also tries to get a restraining order against Kelly. And she basically says that Kelly's the one that has been harassing her. And Kelly's the one that is making death threats to Jill. So it's wouldn't she need some proof of that? Yeah, you would. I mean, you do. So anybody can file a restraining order against anybody at any time. And I think immediately it's a 24-hour until they see proof. Something like that. I should have more. I should have looked that up. But I know that that anybody can. Like, I can put a restraining order out against you. And then the judge has to look at it to determine if it's really credible or not. So but, what's up with this Jill? Does Is she not working? She's not practicing law because she seems to have a lot of time on her yeah, hands. Yeah, I know. And I can't understand how she has so much time. She has three children, oh but she, God. you know, she's not practicing anymore. Oh, she's not. She's not. So, you know, everything kind of dies down eventually. And, you know, the next nine months goes by. Kelly runs for PTA president, which is pretty ambitious ambitious and amazing yeah and there is a guy that runs against her a dad yeah okay Okay. that's unusual unusual but you know whatever and he actually forged some votes to try to get it (laughs) 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 that's hilarious so Kelly kind of has bad luck oh my gosh forging (laughs) votes to be PTA president this Orange County shit man I mean we are like begging for anybody at our school to be oh, PTA totally, president, right? <laughs> totally. And they are like duking it out. So anyways, Kelly gets the presidency and she's she's on her way. And let me tell you, one year exactly to the date that the original tennis incident happened with Jill. Okay. So a 911 call comes in February 16th, 2011. Now I'm going to read you the 911 call. Ooh, dramatic reading, my favorite. All right. So the Irvine police dispatcher is a woman. So it's a woman's voice. And Kent is, or let me just tell you the man's voice. We don't know who he is at this point. Okay. Okay. Irvine police. Yes. So I am calling uh, because uh, my daughter is a student at Plaza Vista Elementary School. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, I am concerned that one of the parent volunteers there may uh, is uh, under the influence or using drugs. I just tried to go over to the school and uh, I was uh, I was there and I just had to look and see and I saw what I was going on. Uh, I saw them get out and they looked like they had been using something. I don't know, something behind their car seat drugs. And I what did they they were puking all over the place. And when they <laughs> went into the school, I recognized the woman from the parent volunteer for after school program. And I am concerned. I There are drugs at the school. So you specifically saw her place something behind her seat. Yeah, it looked like she had some pills. <laughs> oh, okay. What's your name? Oh, my name is VJ. J? VJ. Oh, VJ. And what's your last name? Uh, Chandelusker. Uh, how do you spell that? <laughs> C-H-A-N-D-R-A-S-E-K-H-E-R. And what's the phone that we can reach you at? 949- and do you know what the person's name is? I believe her name is Kelly. Kelly? Yeah. 
Kelly in a white PT cruiser. So there's my reenactment. Yeah. Uh, did you notice that I uh, changed my accent in the middle of my I reading? I did. Yes. And so did this man oh. that called in. It was like he was a white man. Are you trying to tell me that wasn't a legit phone call? Well, maybe not. But that wasn't a concerned parent. <laughs> Have you they ever were on to him right away. Oh, You're kidding me. Right away. I mean, uh, the school parking lot must have been big for somebody to driving yeah. erratically. I don't, and what then is getting that? Out of their car, and puking. puking <laughs> throwing drugs in the backseat. Does this all sound oh. like something anybody would do? Yeah. Then going to parent volunteer after that. I mean, yeah. I would have called in sick oh, if I was that. For sure. You know? I'm going to be like. Sorry. Boy. Can't make it to my volunteer position that I'm not getting paid for, for today. Right. So the police, because they're in Irvine and there is nothing else for them to be doing, head right over. We do have excellent police presence in Orange yeah. County. Los Angeles, not so much. That's what I hear. You know, tell somebody that they're puking on the side of the road. The police will come in two days. Yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah. It's unfortunate. So the police get there and they go... They go straight to the office and they ask the office, do you have somebody named Kelly that does a volunteer position? And they said, well, we sure do. Yeah. And they go get Kelly and Kelly immediately is thinking something happened to her husband. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what? what, They're like, she already knows her kids at school. Yeah. Kids fine. Yeah. Okay. So she's pretty freaking out. So... She gets to the front and the police say, we just got a call that you are under the influence and you've been driving erratically around the parking lot and you have drugs in your car. She said, I don't have drugs in my car. Let's go to my car and see. So they walk out together and sure enough, laying in her back seat are three different kinds of drugs, a big bag of marijuana. Percocet, like a little smaller bag of Percocet in this Ziploc type of bag that says like pill zip or zip pill or something like that. Okay. And Percocet, Vicodin, Percocet, and marijuana. Sounds like a party. <laughs> Just kidding. Sounds like a party. <laughs> Gretchen called me the other day. She's like, my back hurts so bad. I need a Vicodin. <laughs> Moving. I think it's I hard on the back. Yeah. No. I don't think they hand those out anymore. They don't. No, they don't. So, and because they don't hand them out, they know it's... Side note, when yeah. I was a teenager, my mom would give me Vicodin when I got my braces tightened. No way. <laughs> yeah, she did. Wow. Maybe that's why you like them now. I know. I love them now. <laughs> Not like that, but you know. Yeah, we know. You know. You know. So at the same time, the police are there looking in her car. There's a helicopter overhead. And she, and just actually, is a, it's just a coincidence. But at the time, she's thinking she's getting punked. Right? Remember that show? Oh, yeah. So she asked them, she's like, am I getting punked? Because this is crazy for her. So she's crazy. Thinking, like, right. There's no way. I don't do drugs. I don't have drugs in my car. Yeah. Now you found drugs. And they were like, lady, you're not getting punked. This is, this is real shit. I can't so imagine. She is freaking out. Oh, yeah. And they have the drugs on top of the car. And she's like, my daughter's getting out of school. Put those away. These are not mine. This is not me. She's like, this isn't it. I've got to be framed. Somebody's framing me. And so she's telling the police, I have two people that I know that could have maybe done this. And I'm sure they're thinking, yeah, lady. That's what oh, they yeah. all say. Right. You know? Yeah. So she says it might be this guy that the PTA guy. Oh my God. The weird PTA guy. Yeah. Or it's this other woman a year ago happened, this incident happened and she kind of went ballistic. Oh my on gosh. Me. They're probably like, what? Oh yeah. I'm sure this is bananas. <laughs> and, but one of them was like, okay, let's go to your house. Let's search your house. Yeah. And she says, sure. Search my house. And they're looking, really, they're looking for these little Ziploc bags that says, they say like pill pouches on them. And 
they go to her house and they can't find anything. They don't find any Vicodin, Percocet, marijuana. Oh, yeah. Because if you were rolling around with a bunch in your car, you would have some in your house, oh, too. Oh, you would for sure. And yeah. you would have those little Ziploc baggies or... You'd have like something. drug paraphernalia, probably like a bong or a pipe or... Oh, yeah. There was... Something. I think, I think there might have also been a pipe in her little marijuana stash. Oh. So they do... They now become skeptical and... They take all of the drug paraphernalia and drugs and mm-hmm. they DNA sample it. Awesome. Yeah. Right. I mean, these, we do cases on murder and all this crazy stuff that they don't even take DNA samples from there. like rape kits. I read like some like crazy statistic that like 95% of them don't get tested for DNA or some crap. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So these people, this orange, I mean, I'm moving on. Irvine. I hope you do. <laughs> I don't think I will, but <laughs> um, if anybody wants to move to Irvine, I think it's a great place. Yeah. To live. You know, the police departments are on it. So they also start thinking, well, let's trace the 911 call. Smart. Smart. And they see that it came from a hotel right next to Jill Easter's husband's office. So Jill Easter is also married, like I said, to an attorney. His name is Kent Easter. Okay. And he works in Newport Beach, California. Mm. And he's, I think he went to, I want to say he went to some crazy college like Stanford or something. I mean, he's like legit. Real smart. Real smart. Or not real smart. However you want to think about it at the end. But he was a pretty prestigious lawyer at the time. And this 911 call just ironically came from right next door to his office. Right next door. Interesting. So they go get video surveillance there. And they see a guy walking right to the business center that looks just like Kent Easter right before the phone call. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Uh, And at the same time, they're trying to rule out this PTA rival guy. And they did. I think that they figured out that he was not the... The perpetrator here. So they now pull phone records from Jill and Kent from a few days before and the day of the incident. And they see that the cell phone towers were pinging right by Kelly Peters' house, both Jill and Kent's cell phones at 348 a.m. say, turn off your phones. Right. The night before... So they're thinking that this Kent and Jill or Jill or just Kent, they planted these drugs the night before Kelly was to get in her car, take oh her gosh. kid to Kent, school. Kent, what are you thinking? And he's not getting roped into this nonsense. Really thinking. So they then do a search of Kent's car. And guess what they find? What? They find the little pill pack ziplocs oh gosh <laughs> get rid of the evidence kent and what kind of lawyer are you I, mean, I don't think he is one anymore yeah i would imagine i don't know if anybody would if we're talking out. about it they got busted yeah they did get busted mm, good busted so let's see now we are we're pretty sure it's Kent and Jill or Jill and Kent or both of them. I just can't imagine, right? I mean, my husband, who is amazing. 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 Would take a bullet for me. But if I asked him to like. Go plant drugs. Go plant drugs in someone's car. Tell me to kick rocks. Yes. Yes. Mine would also. Yeah. They're a little bit. (laughs) Or they'd be like, you are. Psycho. Go. Yeah. Get it together. Yeah, they leave us. Yeah. More worth it. No way. Like, what kind of relationship did this Jill have with? Well, let me just tell you oh, what kind okay. of relationship they had. The police were kind of staking out Jill, and they had one of those undercover cars that are undercover but not really undercover. Yeah. And they're pulled on the side, and one day. There's a, a guy, firefighter, handsome dude from Long Beach walking to Jill's house. And he recognizes this undercover cop vehicle. 
He turns his ass right around. And they are like, oh, who are you, Mr. Firefighter Man? And he says, oh, well, I am Jill's... Sancho? Sancho. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Jill had a Sancho? Yeah. So two minutes later... That Jill comes out of her house in this negligee looking oh, for her son. Gosh, she had way too much time <laughs> on her hands. How? I don't know how. I don't know. Like, oh. like, I don't know. I can't even like brush my hair. No. Hence why I'm wearing a hat today. Negligees and scheduling oh Sancho's, planting pills. I mean, it's, it's bananas. bananas. It's bananas. So they actually calling this guy into wearing a wiretap to try to get some more information from Jill. And they meet at a park, him and Jill, and he tries to get her to, he says, you know, I know you got some stuff going on. And she doesn't really give any information that the cops could use, but it was fun to try. Try. Yeah. Yeah. But so at this point, I mean, they're they're pretty sure, but they're still waiting for the DNA testing to come through. And guess what? What? Sure enough, both Kent and Jill's DNA are on the one of them is on the pill and one of them's on the Ziploc. Crazy. They are busted. 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 And I want to tell you, I do have not the whole email, but. When you ask me what kind of guy would do this, I think that their relationship was on the rocks Mm. and Kent was trying to save it. So he was willing to pretty much do whatever he could. And his lawyers at the time, and I'll just tell you this before I tell you about their trial, but his lawyers basically said that he was the husband with no backbone, a bumbling boob. (laughs) <laughs> That's what his lawyer said. He must have been pretty desperate. <laughs> a honeydew, in quotes, a honeydew email oy, oy, oy. from Jill to Kent was entered into evidence. In the email, Jill gives Kent a long list of assignments, including exhausting the criminal code <laughs> against Peters and filing suits against the school district, the school district and others who might be connected. And she wrote that he had only 24 hours to complete them in her email. Take out the trash, plant the pills. I mean, can you imagine? Oh, my God. Jeremiah, you got 24 hours to do this shit for me. (laughs) I'm laying down the hammer. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. So Kent is a bumbling boob doing whatever Jill asked him to do. And they are... They get arrested and Kelly, she pleads guilty. Wait, not Kelly. Sorry. Jill, 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 Jill. Jill. Pleads guilty. Jill pleads guilty and Kent pleads not guilty. So Jill gets 120 days plus some community service. That seems pretty light. I know. It does seem pretty light to me too. And Kent is found guilty. Of course, because okay. he was. Yeah. And he got 180 days. So he didn't get much more than her for even going to trial and getting found guilty, which I like because, you know, she. Yeah, made, but like, that's crazy. Deal. They could have like ruined her life, got her kids taken away. I oh, mean, yeah. Bananas. Thank God they didn't. I mean, Thank God they didn't. Yeah. I know. I think she did get pretty lucky. So Kelly also went on to file a civil suit. Oh, Good for Kelly. Yeah. And she was awarded, I think, like $5 million. Um, Did they have $5 million? She will never get paid. No. And I think what, what Kelly really said is that she just wanted an apology, you know? Yeah. And that it really, you know, it ruined a lot of her life because nobody knows what's going on in this, you know, the school talks, all these women talk, and they're probably like thinking that, Maybe like some of them probably think that Kelly really is like this drug user and won't let her daughter, you know, be around, you know. Yeah. Or they just, they just alienate you because they don't want to be part of the drama or something. Well, that's true too. Yeah. So Kent finally admits in his civil trial that he planted the drugs in Kelly's car. And he said 
they said, you planted drugs in Kelly's car and you tried to get her arrested. And that's what Kelly Peters' attorney said to Kent. And Kent said, very stupidly and unfortunately, yes. So, Oh, my gosh. Jill says that it is absolutely, she didn't do it. And she went on to Dr. Phil. Oh, she did? Yeah. Dr. Phil had both Kelly and Jill on, not at the same time, but separately. (laughs) Yeah, I would imagine you need to separate them. Yes. And Jill changed her name to Ava. Evanhart, Everhart, okay. And she says to Dr. Phil, nope, I didn't do that. And he says, well, is this your husband on the 911 call? She says, I don't, that wasn't me. He said, (laughs) but she's already pled guilty. Why would she? Yeah, but she said she just did it. Just pled guilty just to plead guilty and get it over with. What did she think she was going to go on Dr. Phil and like exonerate herself? I think so. But mm-hmm. I'm telling you, Dr. Phil laid the hammer down on her. He says, he keeps saying like, hey, this is, is this your husband on this 911 call? And she says, that's not me. He's like, I'm not asking if it's you. You, yeah. I'm asking if it's your husband. Yeah. And she's like, it's not me. He's like, you've been married to this man for years. Is it him? And she just won't answer. And then oh, he stupid. says, well, they found your DNA. And she says, it's trace DNA. Do you know what trace DNA is? And he was like, oh, my God. He was like, yes, I know what trace DNA is. Lady. I'm Dr. Like, Phil, lady. <laughs> yeah. So don't come on my show and think you're going to get a clue. Yeah. Yeah. So Kent and Ava divorced. Mm-hmm. If you can only Oh, imagine my that. gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. And let me tell you, they divorced and Jill was arrested June 19th. And she pleads guilty, but she was only, she was arrested June 19th, 2012. So it took a while for all this to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. And then October 30th, 2013, Jill pleads guilty to one felony count of false imprisonment by deceit. Jill is sentenced to 120 days in jail and one hour, 100 hours of community service. Now she can feel what it's like to volunteer for free. For sure. On November 6, 2013, Kent's trial begins. Kent pleads not guilty. Kent's attorney tells the jurors that Kent had no idea that Jill planted the drugs in Kelly's car. Kent's attorney says Kent made a phone call to the Irvine PD because his wife wore the pants. (laughs) I still can't. Like, Ken, now I kind of think you had it coming. Jeez. Ken's trial ends in a hung jury 11 to 1 in favor of a guilty verdict. And then on August 28, 2014, Ken's trial retries. It begins. I mean, come on. Hung jury. Then on September 10, 2014, Ken's convicted during a retrial for false imprisonment by fraud and deceit. And Ken is sentenced to 180 days in jail, three years of probation, 100 hours of community service, and to stay away from Kelly. And in December 2015, Kent and Jill separate. And in January 5th, 2016, their divorce is finalized. So they are still probably living in your hood, dude. I I can't believe they would. They need to get out. But I think they both, they're not practicing. I think they got disbarred or one of them got suspended. One of them got disbarred. I tried to look for Kent and... Ava's social media profile. I cannot find them. Ava wrote a book, a fiction book about revenge, which is weird. Mm. And it doesn't have very good reviews. Kelly also wrote a book called I Will Get You. And it's about her experience. Good. And she does have a social media and she looked lovely. She's cute, blonde, Orange County woman. Yeah. Um, you know, she did move her kid to another school because she said it was pretty traumatizing. Probably smart. Yeah. I mean, her kid didn't want to go to that school anymore. She was crying going there. And so Kelly was like, we're out of here. Yeah. And that's that. But that was a good one. That's crazy. I know. Also, I don't want to volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> you do want to volunteer. I do want to volunteer. Just not every day like Kelly did. 
just not know. Are you kidding me? With my one day a week, I do the garden. I think I've talked about that before on the podcast. But there's this mom, a super mom like Kelly. Mm-hmm. And she always needs, you know, somebody to bring the teacher a birthday present or whatever. And I'm always like, nope, nope, nope. I'm out. Remember I do the garden. Ask somebody else. <laughs> she just laughs at me. Like, oh, nope, nope, gosh. nope. I can't put one more thing on my plate. I hear you. Oh my gosh. I've I had crimes to look into. I know. I know. We guys. So by the time you hear this, you are going, we are actually already going to be back from CrimeCon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we leave. Today is Monday. We're recording this on Monday. It's going to release next. Actually, we're going to, we're changing it up. We're releasing on Sunday now, Sunday night. Yeah. This is the first Sunday night podcast. Oh, no, it's not. Is it? I, yeah, it did is. you drop one last night? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm dropping one Wednesday and then we're going to start Sunday this Sunday. one. Okay, cool. And then your New Orleans one is going to be the next one because I don't think, I don't know. Yeah. So right yeah. after we get back from CrimeCon, you'll hear the, uh, yeah, maybe a week after. I don't know. Whatever. We but anyways, they're coming. See, we can't even get this they're together. coming. Yeah, they're coming. <laughs> they're coming. Oh, but we really appreciate you. Oh, congrats to all the people that won our t-shirt. Oh my contest. gosh. Thank you so much for entering. Yeah. That tagging was awesome. your friends. So um, fun. We're going to have more contests. We are. Rate us a five star, please, on Apple iTunes. That'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. Or if you guys listen on Spotify or some stitcher or something then they have ratings give us a rating two of a five star if you can like we say if it's not five star maybe just don't listen to us yeah anymore. maybe <laughs> not <laughs>